Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. What's going on, Incredible Podcast family? Thank you so much for bringing your attention, your awareness, and your spirit to this episode. I'm so excited to be with you again. We've got Thomas Hubel again on uh, mysticism and the science to inner development. If you listen to part one, you know that uh, Thomas is amazing. In this one, we're going we're gonna to talk about uh, God as the innermost force uh, of life that is positive, uh, spiritual embodiment and congruence, understanding fear, uh, how trauma gets passed down, collective trauma agreements and how they affect your life. Um, so this is a, a continuation of part one and it just gets even better. Um, I know that you're going to enjoy it. I want to thank you guys who have been supporting the podcast. The easiest and most important thing to do is do one act of kindness today. You could also go ahead and leave me a review because that really helps. I want to thank Self Kindness for this one from the US and it says, one of the best places online to grow your soul. I uh, love Matt and how he interacts with his guests. He's got a warm, sensible, but totally open spirit that explores and asks the best questions. You'll find lots of amazing topics covered, such as OBEs, martial arts, energy medicine, hallucinogens, dream awareness, and consciousness expanding exercises. This will become one of your favorites. So thanks so much um, for taking that time and leaving that incredible review. I really appreciate that because it inspires others to listen to the podcast. Um, if you really like this show, when you're getting value, one of the things you could also do is you can go over to Patreon and become one of my patrons. And I want to thank so much uh, to Ashley Tilly, who basically took an action and supported the show because it really does help. Um, so just go to patreon.com forward slash Matt Belair and you can support the show for as little as a buck. Um, if you want to do something for free, share the episodes, do an act of kindness, um, talk about the podcast, all of that stuff really does help um, and I really appreciate it. I want to thank my sponsors, uh, Purium and Sync Tuition. If you go to bit.ly forward slash gamma waves, you're going to get three free binaural beat uh, brainwave entrainment tracks that are 3D sound technology. They're epic. So that's bit.ly forward slash gamma waves and if you want a $50 gift card to premium health products just go bit.ly forward slash activate health and you're going to get all the amazing stuff over at Purium. Um, so that's it for that. Um, for those of you guys who've been reaching out for coaching, I've been getting more of that, which is cool. Um, so just go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching. And basically, I'm looking for anybody who wants to learn more about this stuff, who wants to create a life that they design, and that comes from their heart. And that's where we start. We figure out, we, we help you get a clear vision. We give you the tools to go towards that vision, and we give you the tools to do it in a way that you can sing and dance, and you're complete from where you are now. Um, also, if you're a high performer, former CEO or athlete, obviously, um, you know, the Zen athlete stuff, you want to get that book and we can go into that coaching as well. But really, you know, I work with everybody from just what I would call a regular Joe, which I consider to be me and um, high level performers, Olympians, uh, CEOs and things like that, where you're in these high stress environments, because all of these tools really come in handy. So if you want to explore that a little bit more, or you want me to come and speak at a book club or whatever, the case is just let me know. Hit me up at matt at zenathlete.com. If you haven't read the Zen Athlete book yet, you can call it like Zen Life. Gift it to a friend. I'll send out ebooks to any coaches, anybody who will teach this to kids, anybody who will share that message because really it's self-mastery disguised as sport. You could be a musician. You could be an artist. You could be a daily person. And all those things in there are going to teach you how, again, to identify your goal, get it quickly and easily with little resistance and do it from a place of fulfillment. Um, so that's it. Other than going to mattbelair.com, sign up for the email list and all that good kind of shenanigans. Um, 
Yeah, so thank you so much for coming on this episode. And before we get into it, let's just come into a state of peace and coherence. Oh, one thing I wanted to shout out too is uh, my new sponsor, who I'm going to just sponsor anyway because I'm learning so much from him, is David Lonebear Cinepass. So go to lonebearsarts.com. And uh, he has vibrational jewelry, and a lot of people say they have that, um, but his actually measures, and he shows me how he measures it. We're, we're, we're going to show people how he makes it. And this is technology from the ancient copper scrolls that he has. So, so if you want to check out episode 53, um, he's incredible and that's why I'm here in Maine studying with him because I've never met anybody like him and that's what this podcast is for so support his work support him that's what I'm here doing you know my podcast and my mission is great but I you know I bow to what he can do and who he is and you know I'm giving you know I'm putting his stuff before mine because I recognize who he is and how special he is and what his teachings that he's trying to bring to us are and so yeah so if you want to support me support him lonebearsarts.com and get a vibrational uh, necklace that actually works um, so there you go so uh, before we get into it let's come into a state of peace and coherence so all we need to do is just take in a deep breath into our nose Setting the intention to come to total peace, coherence, and just let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries and all the thoughts of the day. Take another deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and just come and just think about one thing that you're grateful for. Maybe a friend or a family member or having roof over your head or having a job or a vehicle. Just something that you're really grateful for. Somebody did something nice to you. Just let that breath out slowly. Take one more deep breath in through your nose, really connecting to that universal life force that breathes you and all life on the planet, connects all things, and just feel love and gratitude for your existence, for being here, and just send yourself love and gratitude. I want you to send this energy out to everybody you've ever met. Just send them encouragement, love, peace, gratitude, and kindness. Send that energy out to the entire planet. I'm sending you that energy now. All of my encouragement, my love, my gratitude, my kindness, and my support for whatever you want to use that for um, in service to yourself and having a joyous life and, and making an impact on your community and just having everything that you need to be happy, content, joyous, abundant. Just send out uh, energy to the entire world. And there you go. I think we are ready to get into the second part with the incredible Thomas Hubel. Have you seen studies or are there certain research that you've seen that, that give you hope for humanity moving in a more positive direction? Are you more hopeful for where we can go? And you know, what are you most inspired about for you know, each individual or what we're capable of as a humanity? Yeah, first of all, um you talking about fear, and I think there's maybe the healthy part of fear that, that makes us alert when there is a real danger. But in fact, in, for most of us, for most of us, most of the moments that we are afraid of, there is no real danger. And so this, I think, should make us think and feel and contemplate because it means that the movie of our past is so strong. It's like when you go to the cinema, you watch your movie and you're really into your movie and then suddenly you have all kinds of advertisements overshadowing your main movie and you hardly see your main movie. That's our psyche. Like that's often fears of the past. So then you take a decision. You, you want to, I don't know, see your girlfriend or whatever and then all kinds of uh, emotions come up that actually are not related at all to now. They are the past, when the past is the, the stored energy of the past is kind of coming alive like a virtual reality on top of your reality, like an augmented reality. Why we are so excited about augmented reality? Because we are living in it all the time. You know, it's kind of, that's, that's our state. And so I think we need good tools to work with this stuff. And we need to be equipped to learn to clear in our nervous systems, like the, all the storage of fear that is childhood related, that is kind of like related through all the conditioning and culture. And it's where we need good tools, simple tools and good tools to clear our bodies and our nervous systems from all those layers of fears in order to become a present human being. And presence means that, my, that this moment is not being overshadowed 
by like through past uh, movies. And then in presence, like we can listen to the emergence of the real future because in the mystical traditions, we say the past is not what happened yesterday. The past is the residue that is still there from yesterday that keeps affecting my now. And the future is not necessarily tomorrow because the unconscious past will repeat itself tomorrow. We all know how hard it is to just change one habit. You know, sometimes to you, we, we come into the same fights with our partners, with, with other people. We, like, we repeat the same loops. And in order to change one loop is already a big thing. And if not, we just get triggered, the same place gets triggered, the same reaction comes out, the same, it's kind of just a repetition. So tomorrow is not necessarily the future. Tomorrow is only the future when a new higher development happens that, it, that updates the current development. But we need updates. And so first of all, we need, in order to, get out of the fear paralysis and the projection of, projection of fear, because it's good to be intuitively afraid if there's a real danger going down this road, but it's, it's not so helpful to be all the time afraid if there is no danger and we are still afraid because it freezes our creativity, it freezes our expression, our happiness, and we are, you know, we are less relating to people because there are many strangers and others. And, and that's a function of the past. It's not a function of now. And collaboration gets dimmed down by, by past movies. And so in order to have a global collaboration on many of the issues that we have, I think people who, can, who learn how to clear their own past become more present and then they become more available to the real future. And the real future is inspiration, it's emergence, it's kind of innovation. Innovation is a, in the mystical practice, innovation is a capacity. That's something that we can learn. We can learn through spiritual practice to, to open our kind of future channels, our, our innovative channels. And, and so I think that's one thing. And the, the, the thing that, because you asked what, what, what I feel is positive, and I feel that God, or the divine force, or the force that creates the universe right now, is entirely positive. It's a, because that's the innermost force of life, to live. And that's movement. And so when, when, when that original creativity is online, in our most essential moments, and in our most creative moments, we get a taste of, of that force. And I think for all of us in the real creative moments, we feel elevated, we feel like in our movements, we feel excited, we feel present. And in, in our most essential moments, we are also like everybody recognizes an essential moment. Why? Because that's very close to the original essence of life. And so when we have an essential moment, something is changing, something is moving forward, something gets realized, there's a deep insight. Like in a relationship, suddenly we have a breakthrough and we come closer. Or we, you know, at work, we suddenly have a breakthrough and something moves forward. Everybody remembers essential moments. And, and they have the perfume of, of the original creativity. And so even if people are often allergic to the word God, because it's related to religious setups, but the, the divine force is the original universal creativity, like the creation process, is, is inherently positive. And I believe if we lose the connection to it, if we get more and more disembodied, and if we get more and more kind of lost in our sensory perception, then we often lose the meaning. But if we feel connected and creative, in a creative moment, you always have meaning. You always feel positive. And I think that's what we have to cultivate as a culture to support each other, to be reconnected. And I believe there is the biggest, let's say, hopeful quality because not only does it feel good when we are co-creative and when we, every inspirational conversation, you leave it and you feel your neurons are gleaming. 
you know, like you feel, wow, wow, what an inspiring conversation. You have many ideas, you, you feel good, you feel elevated. And not only does it feel good, like the, the creative eros feels good, but the creative eros makes us also as humanity very creative to solve the issues that we have. So if we support each other to be creative, we can trust each other that we take care of the issues that we meet. And you meet other issues than I do, but you can trust that I will give my best to take care of the ones that I meet and vice versa. And like this, we create a human orchestra where we want to play. And so for people that feel they are living the life that they want to live, they wake up in the morning with a yes. You wake up in the morning, you're excited. You're excited to go into your day because you love what you do. You love, and even if there are challenges, even people that love what they do, they will have challenges. But you have enough inner power to, to meet it. But if you wake up already with an, I don't know, and with a doubt, so then that's where we need to create cultures to support each other, to clarify what, what are we here for? What is, my, what is my mission? Where's my creativity? And to support each other to, to get this online. And I, I think that's the most hopeful um, when we are connected to that place. And I think in, in science, like science in a way supports more and more. Anyway, I think like mindfulness, like we know thousands of years people meditate and it's good for them. Now that neuroscience has some kind of scientific papers, it's also on Time magazine. And now many people practice mindfulness. But mindfulness was good for you know, for a long time. And, and so like science helps us to get the kind of the stamp of our time, that it's a kosher stamp in a way, it's kind of, it tells us, wow, it's right. But anyway, we, we already feel all the things that are right and being a loving, compassionate, inspired, creative human being is good, whether science is saying yes to it or not. I mean, it's kind of, we feel it. And, um, and I, I think, but the latest scientific uh, papers show us many things that uh, the wisdom traditions also um, said already for a long time, especially also the transgenerational trauma transmission, I think is a, is a very important uh, part and how this affects our health and our societies. And I think if we are more and more of us that are willing to really, um, like look at our past in order to integrate it. You know, this will clear all those movies that we project onto our day and other people. And, um, and this will create more and more healthy intimacy in this terms of healthy relationships around us. Um, <laughs> just beautiful again, man. I was trying to find a new word. I was like, nah, I'm just going to go with that word. That's the word for it. <laughs> um, you, you touched on a lot of really great things there. Where I wanted to go with it is several different directions because I think it's important, the understanding of, of God, you know, I like to use the word allergic to it. I thought that was hilarious. Um, and we are, and I was as a kid when I started to kind of look into it because I just looked and, you know, some of it didn't make any sense to me, right? It's like, oh, all of my good friends that aren't Christians are going to burn in hell for all of eternity. I was like, crap. I was like, these are good people. I love these people. I don't want them to burn in all eternity. Something here is not computing. And uh, then, you know, just like your football team, you know, New York Yankees or the Dodgers, or if you're in Europe, it's going to be a football team, right? You, you know, in, in Germany, the World Cup's nuts, right? You got these little pockets of different language, different cultures, different histories, just different everything. Um, and so we become allergic to God, which is the force, you know, that divine force, that, that thing that's creating all life that's beyond you and your, I call it like the dumb, dumb brain. You don't know anything compared to the intelligence that's growing the trees and figuring everything out and creating life and the magic in the body. You don't know anything in your, your book and your idea of what God is. And so then it came up for me is like, for me, the experience of God or spirit is a direct experience. And I've had those. And they're really awesome. And then you have this connection that can kind of go beyond, um, like the teachings are good. They're great, um, but they're in the mind. And so, so many people are really skeptical to come into anything spiritual or religious or 
uh, new age because it's like it's it starts in the mind. They don't know if they're going to get a direct experience. So I was curious if you wanted to touch on, you know, maybe for you, some things that you've done and like, how do you create a closer connection with that spirit? So it's a real tangible experience that you can have as an individual. And then the second part that I didn't want to forget about is you talked about uh, useful tools for dealing with this kind of thing. And I was just curious if you could share maybe one or two of your best tools so people can have them in their bag as they go about their daily life, because it's a great conversation, but most people on this line are probably got kids at home or they're listening or they got these problems and you know, they got their, they got to do their to-do list and they're at the gym jogging and trying to get some of this stuff in while they go kind of like, you know, we deal with life. I just imagine that little guy with the hammer trying to get his, uh, that comic where he's like digging underneath and that's like life just dealing with crap all day trying to get to this meaningful part so that's my rant you can you can go for go with that <laughs> we'll start there good yeah first of all um it's true that you know there there are many books out there about all kinds of spiritual teachings and practices and and i believe like meeting people that really rest in a deeper spiritual connection or awareness that's the that's the way that for many people i mean for because for the ones that that it hits cosmically or that that it happens in their life no matter if they do a practice or not no matter what they do it happens to them anyway so whatever they're going to do it's going to happen for them it's kind of a kind of a cosmic lottery suddenly boom there it is. And there are some people that never heard anything about spiritual practice and they suddenly have an opening in their consciousness and they don't even know what happened to them. You know, sometimes they are very disoriented because they don't know, wow, like something happened and they didn't take drugs, they didn't do anything. They one day wake up and there are people like it. And then sometimes even it takes them years to find out, find somebody that can help them to figure out what that is. And, um, but for many people, when, when we start, in, because when somebody already has a yearning, you're already connected to the echo of your future development. You're already connected to, to something that calls you. Once you're interested in reading a book or listening to a talk or doing whatever you're doing, there is already kind of a magnetism. Otherwise, you, you wouldn't do what you do. And so once there is a calling, there is already inside a part of us that is awake enough to look, to search, to read, to listen, to discover. And so when you meet, when this part on the inside meets like an equivalent representation on the outside. So if somebody wants to study design and then you go to the university and then you study design with people that already manifested design in their energy they're already crystallized in their energy in design so that's why i think university teachings are great but learning from real masters i don't know in medicine in design in, in philosophy in, in any kind of uh discipline is really important because you can learn from the crystallized you know somebody that dealt with it for 40 years has it in every cell so real knowledge is not just mental knowledge. Knowledge is embodied knowledge. It sits in every cell of that person because the person gave his or her whole life to do what they do. Or great musicians or artists, they, like, they are saturated. You know, the, the music lives in their cells. When you just spend time with them, it's like your cells learn from their cells. It's kind of a transmission. And the same is also true for, for like the spiritual practice. When we find people that are deeply immersed in, in a deeper state, when you spend time with them, it's, kind of, it's, it's, it's a kind of a transmission. It's like a radio station that sends out this kind of radio program. And if you have the right receiver, which is interest, the receiver is always interest. So the receiver kind of can listen to that radio program and get nourished by it. And that's why I think one real discernment is when we, when we listen to teachings, if we, can, if we can get a transmission, because many people also teach from a mental state, as also in, in the spiritual world. There are many things that people read a lot of books and then they teach, but it's not 
their deep experience. They don't sit in it. They just know it. And, and that's great, but that's not yet what induces, it, as you said, the, like, the spiritual, the deeper place that is kind of awake is, is a, direct, a direct transmission. That's something that you, that you get in your consciousness. It's not, you don't get it in your mind. Like we can have many ideas, but this you can read in a book. But when you, when you meet a teacher, when you meet a teaching, it's kind of that you can learn from the transmission. That's the real thing. And, and so I also think that um, the true teaching is kind of like an awakening in all of us, like in, in all parts of us, of ourselves. And it's kind of a, and like the, the, the nervous system, the body, the emotional system, also the mind and, and our being, gets nourished because there's interest and there is the kind of the, the, the deep embodied experience and both together can create a meaningful partnership. And um, so, um, as you said, I think that, the, that this kind of divine force is, is really important because even often in the mindfulness teachings, which are beautiful and very important, like grace and the blessing and the bowing and humility. And so these are very important and they're the creative force that consciousness is not just stillness, consciousness is also creation. And that both together are not two. Like at the, at the beginning of the Bible, there's, at the beginning was the word and later on is the word says light. So the, like that consciousness and, and light are not two. We're not talking about light, it's the creation of light. It's, and, and so it's not two, it's direct. And in our world, we often talk about things. That's why authenticity is also, somebody who walks his or her talk is also the one where the word and the action and the energy is the same. So authenticity is when you get one message, what the person says is what is really in the person right now. That's direct experience. But because we, we are used to a fragmented world and even our parents often told us A, but they felt B. So this creates a kind of, the child doesn't know, should I trust what I feel or should I trust what I hear? So you get these double messages and then you, you develop an, your own split inside. And for many people to heal that split and to come back to, to this authenticity that what I say, and what I feel is the same. And, and that's, I think, what's very healing. And that's also what's very direct. And, and to your second question with the, um, with the practices, I think that what I see as one of the biggest dangers at the moment in the world is that the degree of disembodiment, um, if that partners up with high tech, I think we're gonna have a problem. Because when we are less regulated, when we, when we don't feel ourselves, when we are too stuck in our minds, and that's the, that's the platform to create and use technology from, I think that's dangerous because then we do things that we don't feel, and if we don't feel, we care less. And many of the computer games, as you said also, many of the TV programs are actually meant to, like, not meant to, but they, they easily get us into a dissociated state, that we are overwhelmed. I think for many of us, even reading the news, if you're really honest, when you hear about a terror attack or a school, school shooting, we hardly can feel what that means. So we can know about it mentally, but we cannot emotionally and physically participate in that moment when we read it, because it's too overwhelming. And if you really allow it in, it's, it's so much. Like it's really so much. And so we are already natural, and dissociation is a very important function in the nervous system. Many children survive because they could dissociate. And, and, um, and so when we now expose to so much information, the dissociation and disembodiment is already kind of, that's, that's so common in the world. And, um, and if this partners up with technology, I think it's, we can build technology and also use technology that is not connected to who we are. It's kind of disconnected. And I think we really have to take care of this because on the one side it can create an 
many health issues and psychological issues because it's not regulated well. I don't feel anymore when it's too much. So then I overdo it, I overuse it. I play games that actually get me constantly into disassociated, very stressed states. And then if I don't feel, I also care less. I care less about the world, about other people, about my own kids, about, you know, because I don't feel. And, um, and feeling doesn't mean only emotions. Feeling means that when we talk right now, that I feel you and you feel me just here online. That's feeling. We feel the world. And, and, um, and that's why I think a great practice is also, first of all, that we understand fear. Fear, many people say, oh, fear blocks me. Where in fact, we learn very early on, because often we got overwhelmed, that we blocked the fear. Because we don't want to feel fear. We contract, we do something in order to not feel. And so usually when people say, fear blocks me, actually it's the other way around. I block my fear. That's why I feel stuck because I don't want to feel afraid. So the intensity of fear <clears throat> is something that we need to slowly re-own, that, that I'm willing to more and more feel feelings, not suppress feelings. And, and, um, but then for some people that are really traumatized, that's overwhelming. So then we need to find, okay, what is actually, like when there's only ice and water, like it's easy to drown. So for some people, they really drown in their feelings because they're too overwhelming. So we need to build land. We need to build an island and make it bigger and bigger and bigger in order to stand on solid ground. And so our body is a great resource because when I'm really overwhelmed by my feelings, I can say, okay, where can I feel my body? Where can I, where do, can I trust my body? Where can I feel energy flowing through my body, being alive in my body, feeling like stability in my body. And then from that stability, I can meet my feelings. So when, and the second thing is that relation, when I tell you that I'm afraid and you listen to me, you give me kind of, you add to my own strength. So relation is another very important uh, resource. So that I say when I'm, a, many people try to manage their feelings on their own, whereas just having somebody compassionately listening to me already helps me to digest my feelings more. So relation and also self-contact are two very important uh, resources. And then of course, people who have a spiritual practice and become already more present in themselves have another resource. And, and, um, and the other thing I believe to understand is that um, Feelings are the basis, emotions, no, not feelings, let's call it emotions. Emotions are the, the basis of relation. Because of emotions, we care. And, um, and so fear, when we look at the nature of fear, many people think that fear has something to do with separation. Whereas when we look at the nature of fear, how, what is the original fear that we feel? is that fear gets children back to their parents. So fear is a, is a relational emotion. It says when, it's, when the child gets scared, so the child crawls away, then it's already too far away, it gets scared, and it runs back to the mama or to, the, to dad. And then, and then, but then dad and mom become boring, and then they curiosity, fear switches into curiosity, and curiosity, they go out again. So there is a pendulum movement to go out and to come back. And fear brings us back. So evolutionary-wise, it's a very intelligent process because it says that when kids get afraid, they should come back to their parents because there they are safe. And so parents are supposed to protect their children, and children, by evolution, come back to their parents in a healthy sense. So when, but when a child is too young, it cannot process all the fear alone. The nervous system is not ready. So it needs the nervous system of the parent to connect, to relax, and then to get curious again. And for many of us, that function, often parents are not available, they are busy, they are whatever. So the coming back was hard. Or, or they are, my parents are also traumatized, so then when I connect to my parents, they don't feel 
you don't feel me. And then I also stay alone with my fear. So for many of us, fear, like which was originally an emotion of connection and coming back to safety, like we learned to hold too early our fear. But then we walk through life and we are constantly afraid now, as this is the after effect. But if we bring our fears into connection, like if you tell a friend or if you tell somebody that, that is close to you that you trust, then the connection can be a, a relaxation of the fear and you can learn to digest it. So for many people, they're kind of the reflex would be to hold it ourselves and not to share it because sometimes we're even ashamed when we talk about it. But actually sharing it is a very important aspect of digesting it. And that's why one practice is presencing through my body. If I can stay with fear, slowly I can clear fear out of my energy. So that's, if I can train this, that's great. But sometimes I need somebody to talk to that gives me kind of like a, a presence and a listening in order to digest my, my own fear. And if I feel that, that um, you know, it's too strong for me, then I need to see a professional and, and work through it with somebody, you know, until I can deal with it by myself. But that we see that our emotions are actually wonderful. Emotions are wonderful qualities in us. And, and if emotions are healthily integrated to create a warm, loving human being, somebody that can be a great parent, because we care and we feel our kids and can be a great lover and a great like intimate partner and a great leader of a team or a company because the warmth of our own emotional field will invite other people to trust us because if you feel emotionally met you you trust that that creates trust and the healthy network of relations um, so emotions are very important but to work with emotions is also very important. Yeah. Amazing. I agree with all that. And the, the last point that you made, I just made an Instagram post uh, pretty deep about a native elder that I'm studying with. And you just talked about sun and heat and that you wanted to be heat. You want to be heat for others so you can light their fire essentially. And I went into that, but that's the idea is you can feel it. And when you talk about, you know, people who are embodied that you've been around, um, you can, you can, it resonates in their cells. When I was training in China with the Shaolin masters, it, it was very obvious that they weren't kidding around. Um, so I think it's really important to, you know, seek those people and you can, you can feel it. And I think the last point with emotion is very important and powerful because that's culturally what we're dealing with a little bit with, with the way that we're navigating our life. Um, men might be taught to, uh, you know, not be emotional and be tough and be strong. Then you've got video games to disassociate. Um, and then you can uh, mask your emotions through habits, through eating, through all these different things, because we're not really taught um, how, to, how to process them and how to get the information that the body as the intelligent system is trying to tell us. You know, and it's our guidepost, you know, it's a, if we walk into a situation and we're really afraid it, and, and we sh actually should be, then we can be intuitive. But if you're going around and navigating and, you know, things are off, like it, people can be stressed out for literally years of their life and just disregard that emotion. They're just like, nah, I can, I'm just going to choose this existence. I'm just going to walk around at like level 80 of stress or level 90 or level 100. And then some people are like, you know what? I'm going to walk around my daily life with like zero to 10 level of stress. And it'll take some understanding of emotional intelligence and how to work through that. But, you know, we're not taught that. And so, so many people are walking around with level 90 depression, level 90 anxiety, level 90 fear. And they're not even listening to that signal that's coming from themselves because they don't know how to go through it. So I think it's a really important point and really great about, you know, just looking into it. Some people call it shadow work. You can get a, a guide. You can just do a little bit of reading, but ultimately just put the mirror back and just ask yourself, where is this coming from? Is this true? And just start a bit of a self inquiry, get a journal and start writing it down. Um, and you know, now you're going to start making some headway. And if you want some help, get some help. But uh, it, it's, I think you nailed it on the head there because culturally we're not doing that. 
you know if anything culturally it's like you got to numb that don't worry about that don't worry about what the body's telling you it doesn't know anything it doesn't sense like you know the unconscious mind of like everything around you it's not super powerful and amazing just like you know disregard it <laughs> so it's ridiculous but um i want to ask you because we only have a little bit of time left um there's a bit of a different question that came up for me so i'm going to just ask it but what for you is the most fun amazing or awe-inspiring magical thing about being alive <laughs> the most fun amazing i mean there are a few things the most amazing inspiring thing is when i feel like this deep connection flowing through my being like often when i teach or when i you know give groups or workshops or when we have very deep intimate like healing moments there is there's a moment of um, kind of like a sacred moment and something deep heals in somebody they, it's very interesting it's like the, the like the whole room there can be hundreds of people it's completely quiet it's like everybody gets that this moment is special like something really changed for somebody's life and so one very amazing beautiful part of life for me is this kind of when, when in groups or in whatever we spaces when we when suddenly there is this moment of very high group presence and you feel that everybody is there for like one person sharing one something that happens in the room and there's a very high level of of presence and that this these moments they're kind of sacred and and i think every every time kind of this sacred inspiring creative feeling is in the room that's one of the most fun or most um like most beautiful moments in life where where you know all the time all the times the past present and the future are happening now like in highly present moments you know that all of life is here right now that's true presence like that all that was all that ever will be is here right now and it lines up for this moment to be exactly the way it is and in high coherence moments that's that's what it what um what uh, makes the moment be that moment like be a sacred moment because everything's included in this shift or in this click that is happening right now so that's i think number one and also what i love very much is to be with my family and my daughter like the their moment the moments where there is this kind of intimacy this this beautiful moments of joy fun creativity and like closeness um so that's also definitely a very beautiful part like also kind of beautiful moments of joy that are that are happening in this love in this human love that is is there and um and And maybe also like in the i think one of the deep moments that i i know are the moments when a true seeing happens like when when two people or one person or two people see each other so deeply that you know like that's something that you're going to remember forever like that you felt seen into the core of your being and you know of daily interactions are often more on the surface but sometimes you either get seen or you see somebody else in such a depth that it feels there is it's exactly as you said before it's direct it's not anymore indirect it's not that i i look at somebody out there it's kind of a moment of deep deep intimacy but not i'm not talking about sexual intimacy only i'm talking about like human like deep deep seeing and i think that's also a gift that we can give each other every time that happens it's just beautiful there's just beauty because you see the beauty of of everybody in a way like 
to see the deepest beauty of, of a human being's life or intelligence. So that's also something that makes me deeply happy. Awesome. Beautiful, man. Well, I, I see the first one and the other two, but specifically the first one as a result of your work, you know, kind of being in the flow and knowing it's, it's like this force or presence or experience that just goes beyond your, your everyday. It's this all inclusive you and everybody and also God for spirit or whatever. And it's, it's very tangible. And so I think it's a, a beautiful testament to your work and walk in the path and what you're doing and anybody, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be, you know, carpentry, it could be music, it could be being a doctor, it could be whatever it is. But when you follow your calling and you're doing that, there's going to be these moments where you get that experience and that's that force and, and you're aligned with who you are. You know, I often say if you're in the forest and if you're a beaver being a beaver, you're going to get those moments where everything, you know, you might be swimming with the current and you use your little tail and you pop out, do something epic like a dolphin. I don't freaking know. But if you're doing the things that beavers don't like and you're trying to, you know, run like a deer, you're a fat little pudgy hog. It's not going to be great. You're, you're, it's going to be a little bit rougher and source might try to guide you back to something that's a little bit more natural. Um, just getting off a tangent, but, uh, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. I, I'm grateful for you to, to give me this time. So before we go, I know that you got a little bit of a time thing, but um, anything that you wanted to say or that you wish that I had asked or just any closing thoughts for the listeners? First of all, I, I very much appreciate your own like depth of inquiry and your, your program and, and all the people that you reach with it. And I really like the, the, the depth of your own study. I mean, I just get to know you now on this call. We never talked before. And, uh, but I really enjoy the, the beauty of your, like your openness, your inquiry, and that you really, it's very meaningful to you. And it feels to me like very authentic. So that it's a kind of part of your mission in this life. And I really enjoy meeting you here. And I enjoy the depth Thank of you. your questions. They're very thoughtful. So that's what I want to say. And, and also that, like, I think, what we are talking about here now and what you most probably talk with many other people about is like that, that there, everybody who really wants to go to find that kind of inner path that you talked about, so what's really my path in life is stop copying other people's path, but really listen to oneself and learn from others. I think it's important to learn from others, but really to, to, to use the learning to develop one's own kind of expression of it and I think that everybody who really who really wants to walk this path like all the information that we need is here and if you listen to the to the interest which is the kind of the, the basic blueprint of the receiver like we will receive the radio programs that that nourish our kind of soul's journey and so that's that's the encouraging part that I think for everybody who really wants to to find deeper answers or deeper a deeper part of ourselves, it's available, and that's that's very exciting. And I think your program shows gives the opportunity to many people to you know get in touch with different expressions of it and with your expression. So thank you so much for this and uh, and for your work. Ah, thank you, brother. Right back at you. Yeah, man. Deep deep appreciation for you walking the path for. A long time so i really appreciate that because it's easy to do it for meditate for a day a week a year but over time you get that resonance and you definitely have uh that cellular resonance you know i can feel it so i appreciate you doing it and sharing everything that you're up to hopefully i'll see you in new york um but definitely stay in touch and thank you so much for coming on mm, thank you thank you see everybody All right, guys, I hope that you enjoyed that two-part experience with Thomas Hubel. He is truly an amazing guy. Check out his work. Um, you know, he's 
He's obviously knowledgeable. He's He's been doing it for a long time, and he has such a beautiful presence. If you want to support the podcast, please share this episode with your friends. Share go, shares go a really long way. Um, you can do an act of kindness. That's the first and most important thing. Just do an act of kindness for yourself. Don't tell anybody about it. Um, you can even do three if you want. That's the, that's the absolute best way. And if you want to take an action and you're getting value from this podcast, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash Matt Belair, and you can support the show for as little as a buck and just toss a buck in the bucket if you are finding value um, and you like it and I am so grateful for all the people doing that because it really does help massively um, <laughs> doing this full time you know is uh, it's a lot of work and I really do appreciate you guys it is the you know the fans and, and anybody listening that keeps it going so uh, if you want to take an action you can leave a review you can support the show on Patreon and those actions really do help make a difference. Um, check out mattbelair.com forward slash lucid dreaming if you want to get a free lucid dreaming ebook and guided meditation. Uh, zenathlete.com, read that book. It is really a guide to self mastery. Gift it to a friend, gift it to an athlete, gift it to yourself. You know, it's got incredible exercises in there for you to learn and integrate this information and really just pick a goal that you have, learn how to identify that goal, get it quickly uh, and as efficiently as possible, and do it from a state of fulfillment from where you are uh that's it so oh yeah and those of you guys who want coaching um there are some spots available so if you're hearing this definitely check it out i have ways now and i'm integrating new systems to uh, coach more people so basically you know if you really want to level up if you want to design the life that you uh that comes from your heart that you're more passionate about you want to move towards that you know i can help you identify what that is uh, overcoming limiting beliefs and blocks use these strategies on consciousness personal personal development meditation and also do it from a space of fulfillment and if you are you know a high level athlete or ceo and you want to learn how to level up and really get into flow state more consistently dive deeper on any of these concepts or teach it to your staff just hit me up matt at zenathlete.com and i'm happy to help um it's always fun because you know any any environment can use all of this stuff we can all use a little bit more peace you know stress reduction uh, mindfulness and when we learn how to integrate all of these tools into our daily life that's really when the mastery comes in because it's not so much about the external it's about the internal and desi- designing what what you want to do and just do it from a state of surrender and from peace where you are now so that's it um, check that out at matt at zenathlete.com just send me a note with whatever you got going and i'm happy to touch base definitely check out david lone bear and all his work uh, go to lonebearsarts.com he makes legit vibrational jewelry um, that works. Um, You can measure a field off of it. So I'm here studying with him in Maine and it's truly amazing. Um, So that's it. So before we head out, I'm just going to invite you to a state of peace and coherence. Just do three deep breaths. So wherever you are, just stop whatever you're doing, taking a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and just let it out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day. Taking another deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and just becoming even more peace, peaceful, content, and just centered with where you are now. And just let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day. Take it one more deep breath in through your nose, connecting with universal life force energy that connects all beings on this planet. I want you to send out all of your love, your kindness, your encouragement, your energy to all beings and life on this planet. And I'm sending you all of my love, my encouragement, my energy and my support so that you may create your dreams, have the knowledge and the courage and the energy and the support to get through any challenge knowing that you are capable of whatever you can put your mind to and to just enjoy this experience with contentment, with clarity, with friends, with compassion, with kindness to yourself and others. So thanks so much for joining me on this episode and I will see you in the next one. Have an amazing day.